0: Welcome to the Recon Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of those fetishes that often causes some kinksters to raise an eyebrow, and that's the fetish of ABDL. Joining me today will be Miles Roberts, Director of Communications from AB Universe, who sponsored the long-awaited release of ABDL as a fetish interest on Recon. We're gonna talk about just what ABDL is, why it's previously been such a taboo topic, and about its growing popularity. Hope you enjoy the episode okay okay we should probably just rip the band-aid right off and get right in it. You know, ABDL has always seemed to be one of those fetish topics that you'd always, yeah, for some reason, it was always such a taboo subject to talk about. You know, you see someone in a, in, a, in a nappy or a diaper and there was people always, you know, whispering in the corners. And I have to be honest you and say, you know, that before I became a kingster, you know, I guess when I was living my... Long dead vanilla lifestyle. You know, of course, you'd see programs and things on TV of grown men being cuddled by a woman and, you know, uh, with a dummy in his mouth or having a bottle and playing this world. And I was just thinking like, what the fuck is going on here? Of course, it, that was in a very naive and a very ignorant state. And I'm really fortunate to be, I guess, now, you know, in a position as a kingster where there's so much more information available to me now than was not available to me then. that I have a very different... Different understanding of what it's like, um, you know. And as I stated before, you know, it's been a very long-awaited interest for us to add on the Recon platform. And um, some of you may not know, but we added it as an interest, a new interest group, uh, on Friday, the thirtieth of January. So if you haven't yet seen it anywhere, you and you are an ABDL lover, you can actually um, go to the interest settings in your profile and just tick. And it'll be added. And then, of course, hopefully, that opens you up to connecting with a lot of other ABDL lovers. Um, I think one thing we should uh, also get right out of the gate with, and it's just like exactly what is ABDL, and that's adult baby diaper lover. And the key word here is adult. And that's something I think that I want us to keep in mind as we go through this podcast. You know, the key word here is definitely adult. When I think about... Going back to my first perceptions of seeing it on telly, you know, I'm guessing the first thing you do is, the first question that always comes to mind is, okay, why is an adult wearing a nappy? And, of course, the next automatic question is, what is going on inside that nappy? And then, of course, we start questioning, like, is this really... A fetish. And then, of course, I think this is where the, the taboo bit comes in because we then start running, our imaginations start running wild with what could be going on and why people could be interested in this. And I mean, of course, we know that there is a very, it's not just the physical side to it all, you know, the fun bit, the fun element. Um, you know, and I think we all probably understand to some degree that there is definitely a psychological factor, um, a major psychological connection that comes into why people would fall back into this or I I would say as we would say they regress into wanting to be Uh, taken care of and you know sung a lullaby to and you can't see but Miles is laughing on the other end as I'm talking so (laughs) let me stop rambling and get Miles in here and hopefully we can shed some light on ABDL it's growing popularity Um, and I guess begin to at least debunk the myth so you come away from this podcast with some understanding of exactly what it is and why you shouldn't fear it and why we should remember that you know what we want to do with people's kinks and their fetishes is to allow people to have the space to explore them you know without fear of judgment so miles welcome to the podcast thank you
1: um and it's interesting you picking up on some of the bits you've you've touched on there and your first impressions they're all so you know abdl is two things and all the things you've touched on in that that imagery that kind of struck you in your first encountering is very much about age players you know the the cute clothing, the dummies, the bottles—you know, you, you talk about being cradled and, and you know, uh, given a lullaby at bedtime, and all those things—all um, of those things kind of fall within the kind of the age play side of the fetish. Um, and ABDL is two distinct things; they they indicate two different parts of a bigger community. Um, one being AB which is the adult baby side um, which I've touched upon you know use the word the phrase already we talk about in terms of being an age player and the DL side um, which is the one that people find um, probably slightly less taboo where the diaper itself is a fetish object um, and it you know either fits into a a bigger or or different scene um, potentially with a you know a water sports scene um, you know or is it in itself just a, a piece of apparel as part of a um, an outfit or, a you know, a, a scene of, a, a, a thing of play. Um, and it's you know, a really common thing that people pick up on, um, the imagery around age play as being much more taboo than, than just someone in a diaper. Yeah. Um, and in fact, the idea that, that, you know, um, the idea of taking someone out in a diaper to the pub or whatever, and having a playmate uh, or partner, you know, um, piss themselves in a diaper whilst they're out can be a really kind of, uh, a good, um, a good sensual thing, a good humiliation scene. So there are lots of things there where people have been probably softly playing with those things um, without really thinking that it's a taboo subject. Um, whereas the age play stuff does tend to say, as you said, raise more eyebrows. Um, and, you know, the, the kind of th- key things that you've touched upon already, the A in ABDL is for adult, um, you know, it's a community of consenting adults. Um, but the, the very fact that we have to say that indicates that some of the taboo, um, some of the misrepresentation in the press the idea that someone who chooses to age play as a child is interested in, in, in uh, minors um, and that's just not the case. There's been, you know, um, a half dozen really good psychological studies. There's an entire institute, the Age Play Research Institute now, um, who, you know, go out there to look at the, the kind of deeper ends of the psychology, the psychology around age play. Um, and all of their studies have come back and said that, you know, age players don't, you know, it's, it's you know, in all their studies, age players are, are interested in in the role play in the scene, but they are not interested in in uh, you know in in any kind of uh, activity involving minors. And it's are very much the same way. And we do with the comparison we use a lot is that the pup play community isn't interested in in having sex with animals. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, putting on a pup putting on a h- pup hood, playing with a tail. You know, um, being Played with or abused by your handler doesn't doesn't translate into wanting to to abuse an animal. So those those are kind of the key bits there. Um, why a nappy is a really is a really good one. Yes,
0: um, tell me what is the I mean. Okay. I I know that there's, you know, wearing a, a nappy, there is something that could be very naughty and exciting, especially if, you know, you think, okay, you're out and about and you have something, you know, you have one on under your clothing and you can have a cheeky little pee and no one knows you're doing it. And I understand that there's something naughty <laughs> and exciting about that. Um And I think what has been really interesting is that, you know, it has progress it has moved on like leaps and bounds from the traditional white boring ones you would see and it has it has completely changed and I, I think it's quite fascinating now you know what you guys are putting out and how it seems to attract an even bigger crowd than it did before
1: yeah i think there's 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 a couple of things there yeah there is a there's something fun about the shared secret yeah you know and and and, and Nappy facilitates that It's a really sensory thing too. Um, You you see it across the community. People who find their favorite brand or product within a brand um, for it's it's the feel of the plastic, um, for the the way that it sits on them Um, because it's because it's worn, you know, much like leather or rubber. When something's worn against the skin, it becomes a super sensory, super tactile. Uh, experience and and the great thing about a nappy is that that changes as you wear it you know it, it's, it's something that goes from being kind of dry and hugging and, and quite comforting and soft uh, to being something that's kind of warm wet and squishy uh, and it, so that so that entire sensory experience transforms uh, kind of in the way that you know as rubber warms up and you yeah. know, the, 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 you know your, your, your choice of you know lube for your rubber suit warms up and that becomes a very different experience the warmer it gets the more the more you move in it so that's that's um, not dissimilar there and you know it's true we've you know the abdl especially the age place side um there's an awful lot that relies on nostalgia and as we've you know like in ab universe the kind of the products we've been putting out now for eight years nearly nine years you know we've you know, followed that nostalgia as younger and younger people have entered the scene, um, because what's nostalgic to someone now in their mid-thirties, early forties, or older, and there are age players, you know, all the way all the way through the age groups, um, is very very different to someone who's now in their early twenties who's discovering, you know, kink and their kinky interests, um, and that's where. some of that limitation about what we could do was technology and new things have become available to us, which is where we've had our newest products that are positionally printed. So all the characters are the right way up and they look much more like, uh, um, you know, a a child's diaper than than something that's just a repeating pattern on a back sheet. Um, But, yeah, that is, again, only one part of the community, the the kind of DL side, the kind of fetish side. You know, they enjoy the plain products, you know, whether that's a plain white, a plain black, a plain pink, um, because, you know, Who doesn't like to
0: coordinate their gear? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's one of the things So you talk about coordinating gear. And I think there's also something that's really quite interesting about how it kind of moves across the fetish spectrum you know there's this crossover definitely you know you talk about warm wet and squishy that kind of like gave me a tingling feeling you know and like squishy i'm like um you know one of the things i i start to see more and more and i understand definitely you know that there's a massive correlation between uh you know especially like diaper lovers when it comes to the dl side diaper lovers and water sports but I also see a lot more pups, you know, that that are engaging in in DL play. And, and I don't know where this falls between the A B and the DL. Um and I, I wonder, like, how did this this start? How did the pups suddenly latch on to I I think for me that I look at it and we we talk
1: about this a lot, and I think the, the ABDL community as a whole has a lot to be grateful to for the kind of the contemporary version of the pup community um because the headspace the headspaces are not dissimilar um you know there's there's an element of of gear of clothing um of of, of accessories and apparel um but at at the core of it you know um you know the, the pup scene's about letting go it's about uh you know a type of regression although you know yeah, you know, we, we talk about and we don't talk about the dog scene. We talk about the pup scene. Yeah. You know, we talk about the idea of of people playing as as pups, and that is a a playful, trainable, malleable, um, you know, slightly mischievous space to be in. Um, and for the age, you know, and I think for that, it's the age play side it links into more than the DL side. Um, because actually, you know, age players who choose to regress um, and explore the kind of what we call their little side, um, they're looking for the same. They're looking to be taken care of. They're looking for the freedom to play and to let go. Um, and to, to, you know, as in any good scene or any long extended play, there's a bit of a power transfer that occurs. You know, They're looking for someone else to to be in charge, uh, you know, and to every now and then pull them back in line and said, I think that's enough of that. And I think, you know, so the two are quite similar. Um, to me, uh, you know, and I've, you know, uh, we have supported a, a number of, of, pup events, you know, there's a great, uh, padded pup event now in Glasgow that specifically works with that kind of, uh, pup play diaper crossover. Um, and the same, with a couple of those across Europe too. So I think, I don't think those communities are ignorant or ignorant of their crossover. I think they're very aware, um, that, you know, every, every good little wants to play with a pup and most pups want to play with a little. So... Yeah. You know,
0: I think it's a a very cute connection between the two. Now, I've got a a handful of questions and statements for you. And I guess first one is, you know, I mentioned in the introduction also that it was kind of like the long awaited fetish interest released. And we took a really long time before we added it as interest. And I think we, you know, over the years, we've been getting lots of messages from people like, why aren't you adding ABDL? Why can't Recon put it on? And I think it was also because we ourselves weren't really quite sure of how it would be perceived by the greater King community. For us to be, let's say, promoting this thing that is still quite a bit of an unknown, I guess. You know, people see it, but I mean, but how many people would actually take the opportunity to go and investigate and find out what, you know, ABDL is really like and to get a much greater yeah. understanding of also how we could include this this other group of Kingsters, you know, that have, that have more or less, you know, because I think even though social media has done something really interesting. And it has also done something interesting for ABDL. It has definitely exposed it a lot more than it was. And I think with so many other fetishes, we see that social media has given people the platform to talk a lot more openly about their fetishes. And ABDL seems to be one as well. You know, before it was almost like you didn't tell people that you were into it. You know, it was like whispered about in corners. You didn't talk about it. And now we see, especially across, you know, people's kink Twitter profiles or, you know, there. Are, Instagram or something else, where they're allowed to actually post them, uh hopefully, you know, that they're being a lot more open about it. And I think it was something that we also wanted to make sure was before we talked about it, that we also felt that people were ready to listen, that they were ready to be educated, that they were ready to be exposed about it. And I thought, okay, we have fucking waited long enough let's just like i said before rip the band-aid off and do it and here we go and i'm really glad that we had a number of very deep internal discussions also because we wanted to make sure that we were being respectful to the abdl community you know not to offend someone we didn't want to make light of it or do something else and we also didn't want to give people the wrong impression of what it was about and why we were doing it so i'm hoping that You know, the release that went out on Friday was very well received. And I want to say, you know, a a huge thank you, you know, to you guys at AB Universe for um, sponsoring this release. And my, I mean, apart from, from the obvious, you know, that, of course, it's a business for you. But why was it important for you to see this become public?
1: oh big questions so okay a couple of things we've touched on the uh, i think the the interest in each other's sex lives the our willingness to be open about the things that turn us on um is definitely we're definitely hitting a moment of peak sharing and in part of that is up um you know because of social media but i think there's a, a greater visibility to um you know, or people's desire to have a greater visibility to a lot of nuance within their identity um you know, we we talked about um you know, and we've talked about in the past, the fact that you know, it's been a slow boil. The ABDL scene isn't new. Um, you know, there are there are uh, members of the f- both communities who still role-play with cloth diapers. You know, that that's how long this has been around. Yeah. Um, so, um, but, you know, it's, it's, you know, as with any fetish you know any kind of new and niche fetish um there's a period of time where it becomes the gag the butt of the joke the pup community saw it when it had some you know rather poor documentaries put out about it uh you know the abdl community had a couple too um but there is this you know as it grows in visibility as things become part of our our social and visual culture especially um there's you know an an acceptance uh you know we, we move past the the period of kind of being um, overly sensitive to it. You know, it's what, been a decade since there was a CSI episode on ABDL. Um, so these things have, you know, have, people have kind of got to the point where they kind of go, okay, bit weird, not my thing. Um, but we're no longer the butt of people's jokes. And so, um yeah, the fetish has been around long enough and been visible long enough that, um, you know, people do approach it in a much more respectful way. You know, we've worked with a number of, of media outlets over the last kind of year to to make sure that that messaging is correct. Um, and we've, you know, we, we talk about Kinky Crossover, you know, we've been working really hard over the last year to, to, to go to new spaces and go to new events. We, you know, we've done the IMLs the MIRs the, the you know, those kind of things as well as the kind of the large age play events around the world and been really well received at all of them because at each of those events whilst it may not have been our mainstay or a, a highly visible part of the community there was always uh you know uh, a, a rubber diaper party a leather diaper party you know even at the upcoming MAL and we were, you know, engaged in a discourse only yesterday about you know where's the where's the ABDL still there um you know, people still go because it may not be their main kink, but it's a a side kink and part of their identities. And they want to be, you know, uh, connecting with people who are into the same. So it's been a real slow shift, a real visible shift now um, that, you know, there's a recognition that the community is there, that it's, already amongst all these other scenes um and the thing that's been quietly going on in the corner doesn't need to be a secret as the, as the education around it gets really good uh, as people have the opportunity to ask questions and then when they go to an event and they do see someone in a diaper they feel empowered to to try it themselves or if it's their thing that they can share it um, and you know as as well as you know now, now being the right time to add an interest on recon we've seen you know several kink makers or kink retailers you know, start to start to cater to the abdl scene in, in their main range you know either to display you know a diaper really well as part of another kink um, or accessories that flag it yeah. and if, so for me to see those things happen to see people go hey this is this is a, a, a recognizable viable thing as part of our our fetish business as well as as you know outside of just being a, a niche producer um or an exclusively abdl producer is a really wonderful thing yeah. and it's it, we're definitely hitting that peak moment um you know there have been great advocates outside of the abdl community um you know the uh like um you know Cy and mr christopher and what's the safe yeah. word have been great respectful advocates for a long long time um yeah and we've seen you know all sorts of kind of people who um we wouldn't necessarily associate with the fetish, you know, proudly talking about their experimentation with it and what they felt about it. Yeah. Um, so it's for me, this is a great peak moment and the right time to say, you know, this is this is something that people should be able to indicate on their profiles and uh, to their friends and and find other people through it because
0: we want to connect. We want all like all want to connect through our kink. Now, here's something interesting that has come out of it. it was, we you know we had the recon party on Friday. It was out. It was really great to see some other um, you know ABDL lovers out. The question that came up, and there was quite a few bits of feedback, was, and I think this is now going to be the interesting thing now that we're potentially going to see it a lot more than we may have seen previously. And it's about the – I I, I can't call it the gear because I I wouldn't call, like, you know, a a diaper a gear. But this is a question around the dress code and the dress code that comes along with ABDL when you're out. It is not – Immediately, I think, in any way, shape, or form, perceived as fetishy. So, how do we begin to get the rest of the community, you know, on board with the idea that a onesie, if you have a nappy underneath, if you're wearing a diaper underneath or something very similar, is It's you know, we have a very ingrained idea about what fetish dress code is. And this is also going to be the challenge for us as, you know, event organizers also. When we're now talking about dress code and what is the strict dress code, somebody commented on Friday, you know, there are people in dungarees and blah, blah, blah. And this is not fetish wear and that. And of course, we know that there are so many different aspects to what is deemed as fetish and now the changing you know, visibility of what, what is exactly fetish gear? What does fetish gear look like? So how can we begin to prepare people for this change in ABDL wear as a fetish?
1: I think, um, and I think it's bigger than just ABDL, that was, as we talked, you know, as you said, the idea of what is fetish gear um, has become a much uh, bigger question. You see it um, at, you know, to take your gear gear of choice, um, you see more and more parties that, you know, based around a theme or a texture, but they don't, they, you know, that what they're really looking for is to make sure that people have made an effort yeah. to to dress up. And the same is true of ABDL gear. You know, someone could come and, you know, as a, a, a diaper fetishist, um, and you know they've just got a diaper under their jeans, and you could say, "Well, you know, do you think that's do you think that's really engaging in a in a kink?" Um, but you know, it, it varies all the way from the integrated kinks that we've talked about already. Or you've got you know these lovely rubber suits that now integrate a, a transparent crotch that show off a diaper um, you know I've gone to a number of great leather parties where you just get leather boys wandering around in in you know a bar vest and a diaper and beautiful boots. Um, so there's those kind of integrated bits where you, you know you'd kind of let that pass straight off the again the age play side where you've got a bit more kid core you know it's it's about the accepting that, you know, just because it's not your kink and you don't get it doesn't mean that someone else isn't having a really good time being able to wear things that they would never wear anywhere else. Yes. They're, they're wearing something that, you know, is representing a really important part of them, you know, fully, you know, unashamedly, um, you know, and, and those those fetish spaces, whether it's a, you know, a regular club, an occasional party, you know, for, give those people the opportunity to come as they are yeah. and as they want to be. And that's a really wonderful thing. So I think it's that, if they've made the effort if they're if they're absolutely joyously loving what they're doing i think that's the that's the thing that you know more and more people will look for um you know whether you know whether that's you know leather rubber diapers you know cute dungarees you know i was at the the uh, Recon London party in, in a beautiful pair of uh, you know, bright blue dungarees and, and had a great time. And, and uh, you know, the number of people who came up and were like, oh, I really love those and took a photo of the badge where they were from. You know, they're the kind of individualistic kind of ways. There's a couple of community badges that have appeared. You know, we make a, a range of, of caps that complement our diapers and people talk about those as being flags in the wild. Um, you know, they love to spot, you know, normies don't see them, um, you know, but people who know what they are, know what they are. um, And they've been really fun. Um, Yeah. And it's one of the conversations we have um, a lot, especially in our product dev is, you know, what's the new way that people can find each other for a long time in the kind of leather and rubber scenes. um, You'd quite often have people who'd you know, pin an old style nappy pin, an old style safety pin uh, to a piece of gear as an indicator. Um, so those things are fluid and they change. I think, you know, one of the, you know, it is a it is a reasonably relaxed fetish. It doesn't really have a strict dress code beyond, beyond a diaper. Um, so I think it's, you know, we need to be, I think we need to be open and accepting that you know there's a, there's a, probably a slightly larger amount of flex needed there than there is a a, a strict code party for for leather or rubber.
0: It's definitely one of the things that I as an organizer I know I'm going to have to keep my eye on because we have to be ready for the comments and the feedback and I think it's going to be you know we're now going to have another responsibility in thinking about the description we give and how we do it also because we want to make it we want to continue to make the scene open and welcoming to everyone. And, you know, not to say that we didn't have people who came to parties in diapers before, but now this is open to a whole other range and a whole other spectrum. So I think we also need to be a little bit more prepared for uh, a bit more visibility and a bit more of a change of how we're going to address the dress code issue uh, when it comes up at events going forward. Because not everyone will will want to wear it under their rubber and not every pup will do it and not everyone will, you know, might come in a onesie.
1: I agree. and I think there's there's a, it's a two way thing, right? It's uh, that respectful engagement on both sides. You know, your, your guests, if they're, you know, uh, we talk about it a lot um, in terms of how we represent ABDL in public and what's appropriate and what's not, you know, it's, it's a dialogue as with every, every fetish and every scene. Um, And with an, with an organizer and attendee, you know, um, you know, I would, think that and i would hope that, that most community members would say no this is my thing this is my outfit and if asked about it would you know passionately tell you about why it's their thing yeah. I mean, why they chose why they chose certain items why they've got you know why they love the diaper they've got or why they've turned up in a, in a peekaboo hat and said oh you know do you know what this is and where this comes from and, and yeah i don't think anyone's gonna i don't think anyone's gonna be offended by you telling and saying oh is this an ABDL thing? And they go, yeah, yeah. no, they'll, they'll engage and they'll, they'll tell you why, why it's their thing, why it's their flavor. Need something tight and shiny for a special event? Want ideas for your next session? At Regulation, we're stocking thousands of products, including leather, rubber, toys, electro, restraints, and playroom furniture. Now shipping worldwide, or get free UK shipping when you spend over £25. Visit our London store or shop online at regulation.co.uk. Regulation. Kink. Delivered.
0: Okay, a few more questions for you. Uh, Tell me, what is one really important fun fact about ABDL our listeners should be aware of?
1: That even people who fit into a caregiver role, whether it's a mummy or a daddy, they can wear diapers too. When you go to an event and you have a, a diaper dump, you know, who's, who's turning heads for the activity that's going on. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm then sorry, people I'm sorry, clock- sorry. A
0: diaper dom?
1: Yeah, a diaper oh dom. God. When you go to an event, <laughs> when you get someone who's, who's providing an excellent scene, whether it's bondage or it's spanking, and then you clock there in a diaper too. And that's their thing and they love it and it's such a it's such a great can we swear it's such a great oh absolutely it, we can swear
0: it. i swear all the time
1: yeah. <laughs> to see a, to see a you know to see someone really getting into and be really being in charge but also being in a diaper because yeah they're not mutually exclusive you know you've got you know, people who have omnivert is a great term i i love to use you know who are into so many things and you see that you see someone giving a a great session in front of other people everybody's looking and they're looking at the person who's, you know, being played with and looking at the, the exchange between them. And then you clock that what they're wearing is a diaper and you're like, oh, and it just and it just you know, changes, changes your whole perception of the
0: scene. Coming from the direction of um, education, that education as a platform has been something that's really important um, to ABU. Why is that? So we you know, are very conscious
1: of the fact that we have a responsibility. You know we are one of the bigger ABDR brands out there. We're also one of the longest running. It would be really disingenuous to say that we, we're not aware and we're not conscious of the misconceptions in the scene uh, of people's negative responses and negative reactions to it, and that we, you know, with the position we have and the business that we run, have a responsibility to, to help challenge some of that. Yeah, you know, we talk about the fact that we we don't want to speak for the community. You know, and the community has become a really healthy place that is very self directed and knows where it wants to go collectively. And we, you know, we want to be good champions and good stewards and, and make sure that when we go somewhere, whether that's an event that that we've built a brand based on a platform that anyone can walk up and ask us. Hey, what is this? Hey, why this? Um, and so when we go to things like Fetish Week, um, you know, it's really important for us that there's a, a good opportunity for people to to sit there and, and gasp and ogle um, and to and, and then to walk away and go. Actually, at the end, this isn't that strange when you take it when you take it apart when you take away the kind of the shock of the first you know time that you see someone in a diaper or in age play gear um you know and and break it down into its component parts people go oh yeah okay that's not so strange and actually it might facilitate you know doing some other play that they're into in new and interesting ways but so to ignore that to to pretend that, that that was there wasn't space for that education um would just be a bit disingenuous uh and i think you know again it's you know, good credit to the, the freshish communities that have, uh, you know, blazed the way before us. Um, you know, there is good education around leather, around rubber, around rope, about good, safe, consensual play and what those things look like. Uh, and, and we have to do the same.
0: If I wanted to begin exploring ABDL, what advice would you give me? How would I begin? How would I even think about, you know, starting what would be the first steps, like baby steps, literally baby steps?
1: I think the first steps are, are take to your Twitter feed or whatever caught your interest. So I think the the, the scene now and the, the kink now is common enough that you probably already know someone into it. And they're probably talking about it. They're probably posting about it. Um, and that's your, you know, it, it, it's very, very different now than pre-Twitter, pre-social media, pre-smartphones, than, than my early experiences of ADL where you... You, know, you met people quietly, you know, across a, an early gay dating website, and it wasn't really the thing you talked about publicly, um, and it was all a bit clandestine. Um, whereas now it's it's so out there that you know, connect with your friends and ask them the questions. You know, don't be, don't as with any gear. It's not the the, the gear itself doesn't make you an age player. Type is a great experience, but you know, figure out about what it is that you're looking for out of that scene. Is it headspace? Is it sensory? Is it is it an accessory to another scene? Um, yeah, and, and talk to the people that you engage with. You know, there's so so many opportunities now. And then you know, find brands that appeal to you. Find products that you know tick the right boxes. Whether that's you know a really beautiful plain diaper or a, a, a really lovely printed product, if you want to enjoy that kind of regressive headspace. And order a sample. You know, most most diaper companies now. Um, do sample packs where you can order just two, one or two at a time, and that way you can enjoy them for minimal investment, uh, or find out it's not your thing without having spent a, a huge ton of money. Take those baby steps slowly, take them softly, and and you know don't be afraid to turn around to the person that you've seen on your feed and say, "Hey, could you tell me more about this? Could you could you kind of nudge me in the right direction, or you know could you tell me about your experiences? Um, because it is that." great moment now where we can we can see all these people uh you know talking about their kink and talking about their love of 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 being cute, cuddly, crinkly, squishy. I think it's great. Yeah, so that's where I'd start. Two more questions.
0: Why was it important for you to sponsor the release of A B D L on Recon?
1: Oh, I mean Apart from having been a, a person who has known Recon for a long time and, and seen kind of a, the slow burn the slow rise of people on there talking about it, asking about it, asking you for it, um, yeah, it's it's something that's been yeah a, a, a quiet burning flame in my life for a little while to see it, to see it up there as an interest. Um, and again, it, it's a, a a good piece of representation. I say, you know, there are other brands out there who do great things, but I have made it my job as director of communications for you know the last couple of years to to really push um, the visibility and really try and take us places we haven't been before and the opportunity to support you know uh, a, 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 an excellent mainstream fetish based dating app uh, in in taking ABDL big in taking it to new people and that's kind of the real opportunity here is yes it enables people who are already into it to add it to their profile but it also allows people who have never heard of it to, to, to see it, to experience it, to view content about it um, and to, to pique their interests. Uh, so for me, that was the opportunity. It was about taking it to a new space, to new people. Um, and you know, if, even if people decide it's not their thing, they understand it better. They become good kink allies to another kink. Uh, so that, that for me, those are the reasons why it was important to see and for ABU to be a sponsor to Recon on this one. I've
0: just come up with another one. I always say one more, and then I end up having two more. <laughs> okay. I clearly want you to tell us where we can find ABU, your website, where we can find you on social. But before that, tell me, what do you think is the coolest thing we can find on your site or on your platform? What is the coolest, like, if you're going to, like, this is really the thing you've got to have? So
1: uh, I'm going to uh, be uh, greedy and pick two. Um, the first is our, our new line of positional printed diapers. Um, you know, it's it's a technology that the community as a whole had been you know longing for for a while to make you know, realistic looking diapers. Um, and we managed to in the last year produce not just one but two um, little kings and Alpha Gators. and they're both you know they are they are the hottest thing we make, uh, and you know we. We can't make them fast enough um and then it would be the the accessories we've we've got this great set of caps that are based on one of our diapers from a couple of years ago which i've talked about already peekaboo and they've got the characters on the tops and they're great stealth wear and i think there's this rising need and rising need that's being met from lots of brands about having you know stealth flags uh that that tell people who know what you're into so yeah, the peakaro caps and our, our little kings and alfregator diapers, they're the hottest things to look for in our scene.
0: Awesome. So I definitely, you know, this is just my bit for our listeners, I definitely did my research on A B D. L, like way before, of course, in our run up to adding the interest. I did my digging around, my poking around and chatting to friends. And I would say to, you know, like, thank you to Miles, Director of Communications from AB Universe for coming on and actually uh shining an even brighter light on this dark subject that people didn't want to talk about so often but it's really good and it's really funny and I like that it's something like this that we can make a bit light hearted fun and interesting for people and Mars, I think you gave people um, probably one of the best pieces of advice ever if you're interested in anything whether it's you know ABDL or another fetish it's very likely that we know someone who's into it and then again it's also very easy to just go to social media and you know begin a genuine conversation of you know from a point of um you know seeking knowledge i think sometimes people are very happy to talk about their kings and their fetishes and share the knowledge with other kingsters and i think by this we can also take some responsibility a little bit and do our own bit of educating when we can and it's also taking responsibility as kingsters and allowing for the education to take place from the other kingsters themselves you know we always i say this again and again and again we want to be this opening and welcome community of kingsters where people feel like they have safe spaces to come and play and explore and i think we should continue to be kingsters who provide this for others and You know, I want to say, I mean, you've been in the light for a while already, but hey, welcome to the light, ABDL Kingstons. Um, Please keep doing it. And I look forward to the interesting bits of gear. And I like seeing the diversity in the crossovers of how it's being incorporated into, I guess, much more traditional, you know, fetish uh, kink uh, outfits. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what challenges that's going to bring for us surprise me um we're very likely <laughs> I, I may regret that <laughs> but surprise me uh yeah if you come out to the next recon event uh, and, you, and you're an abdl lover you know surprise me i want i want to see what you come out with let me see what we should be telling people it's like hey this is uh, this is also fetish dress code. This is this is kinky. This is fucking kinky. This is fucking sexy. <laughs> Miles, what will we see you in at the next recon party?
1: Oh goodness, uh, I'm hoping that by then I'll have uh, my lovely custom uh, fillable from regulation. Uh, it is one of the uh, the hottest things on my. Uh, kinky want list uh so i'm just waiting for a slot to pop open there so i can slot myself in
0: thanks again for coming to join us and thank you again for our listeners and hopefully you feel a little bit more enlightened and educated about abdl and we'll see you next time on the recon podcast thank you for listening bye for now